Hello and welcome back to Ready Gamer One, a podcast for video game news, retro gaming, and nerd culture. I'm your host, Ben Cornett. On today's episode, we're going to interview our Switch for Sunshine contest winner and discuss our top five worst Zelda dungeons. Back in August, we ran our Switch for Sunshine fundraiser and offered a lot of prizes for those that donated money. One of those prizes was to be a co-host for an episode of Ready Gamer One. What a great prize. <laughs> our prize winner that is joining us this evening is Jeremy Coco. Jeremy, welcome to Ready Gamer One. Hey, uh, thank you, Ben. Uh, it's, it's my pleasure, certainly, to be on such a great podcast. Uh, you, you probably know I've been listening from the beginning. So it's an absolute pleasure that I get to join you, uh, and, you know, and definitely donate to, to the cause. Right? No, 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 <laughs> no. I, you are not. You're not. And and you know, um, honestly, this was such a great fundraiser that you did. Um, it goes to a great cause, um, helping families and especially those uh, children who uh, have uh, critical life-threatening uh, illnesses. Um, and it gives families and those children an opportunity to go out and um, you know be themselves and, and, and just enjoy what time they have with their families and, um, you know, with, without any worries, you know, I, I, I was reading a lot about it and I find it fascinating that they have, uh, 2,500 volunteers, uh, that constantly keep the place up and running, um, which mm-hmm. is, which yeah. is phenomenal in itself. So the fact that we reached, uh, you know, a, a 1,050 goal, um, or the thousand goal, I should say, but got a thousand fifty says a lot about uh, you know our community. And I'm kind of speechless when it comes to that stuff. And again, I didn't really know anything until you brought uh, Camp Sunshine to light. So it was my yeah, absolute it, pleasure to to donate to the cause and become the contest winner here. Yeah, you know, uh, Camp Sunshine was brought to my attention actually by the uh, grand prize winner, uh, no no less. Um, which is a wonderful thing. Um, it's been my philosophy for years while, while, while being in the video game journalism uh, field that we are all kids at heart. And, and <laughs> to, to neglect children's needs uh, when you're running charities, you know, not, not that we can't organize for breast cancer awareness and then we, you know, or, or for, uh, you know, MD or, or something like that. I mean, we can and we should. I believe that we should give to as many charities as possible. But to to neglect children uh, that that are in need that that is something that's near and dear to my heart so uh, previously we had done a, a, a not not as the Hyrule Herald but a, a group of us that have that work on our site we did for um, canines for disabled kids which was a wonderful organization that trained therapy and service dogs but no thank you I mean, I appreciate your donation and I'm, I'm happy uh, you know you uh, you found our site uh, organically actually um, um, I, I started the Hyrule Herald a few years ago after a, a small disagreement between uh, another website, and um, it's been fun. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. Actually, that's the first time I think I've heard that. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I'll tell you what. I remember a time um, some someone on your team, I, I believe it wasn't you, um, was was doing Twitch feeds, and um, I, I, remember, oh, I remember they were doing something with uh, Super Mario Maker. Which to me was big at the time. I, I I love Super Mario Maker. You know, as a that kid in heart. You know, came out in me mm-hmm. when I had my Nintendo, and I'm like, oh wow, I could recreate these levels and fairly fairly easily for that matter. So, you guys had a contest where you guys were uh, giving away amiibos, I believe, and you were looking for the most challenging <laughs> level. Well, yeah, I I remember. I'm like. 
you know, trying to build this level, and I'm like, wow, this is ridiculous. And I, it took me maybe 50 plus tries to be my own level, so I'm like, oh, it's got to be good. Well, I remember you guys, <laughs> you know, picked up on it, and you're like, you know, who's who's this JC the Omni Slasher guy? You know, that's that's my handle, and mm. they're like. We're going to try this. This looks already tough from the beginning. I don't even think they made it past the first uh, screen, if you will, before they gave up and said, this is this is almost too much. <laughs> so so they ruled it out because um, there, I guess it wasn't as fun, uh, even though it was super challenging. And it was also meant to, to be a, uh, a challenge that was fun. So I guess mine just ended up not being fun. But, hey, it was, <laughs> it was still cool. You know, I, you That's know, funny. It, it was whatever. I got a good laugh out of it. You know, I was like, wow, I really did make a challenging level. And, and to this date, I think only two people have beat it. Um, and that's not including myself. So I guess I can say I was pretty proud of it. That's pretty funny. I, you know, I, um, I usually let Nick run uh, everything on, on the Twitch stream by himself. I mean, he, he would run ideas by me. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Uh, and, and I mean, I would, you know, I, I guess I, I'm going to say the word brush him off, which I didn't mean to mean it like that. But I mean, you know, when you're trying to run all different facets of a website, it, it, it can be like so overwhelming. And then when you start including stuff where you have somebody that's actually, you know, on, on a stream regularly, um, you know, you want to grow that. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know, because I've not, you know, we never really had that at the other website I was on. And it's like, OK, so how do we really organically grow this? And, you know, Nick was fun to do that with. Um <laughs> So, so what I'm just hearing is that we screwed you out of a prize before, and at least you finally won one. Well, I, <laughs> well, let me put it this way: Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a, a prize worth having more than those amiibos. I was, I was more or less doing it just to see if somebody was up to the challenge, and sure enough, they were, and they just they fell short. But I kind of expected it. it. I mean, it took me a hundred, you know, fifty hundred tries, you know, just to be my own level. So, you know. It was amusing in itself, but, you know, I got a kick out of it. There was obviously no bad blood from the fact they said, this thing's too hard, you know. I was like, yeah. I was kind of chuckling on the side, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was. It took me that long to beat it. So, uh, yeah. No, nice. But this is this was definitely the prize to win. Um, I, I couldn't be more thrilled to be talking with you right now. And, uh, yeah. And, again, just thank you for having me, me on, you know, so far. And, and I again, I appreciate what you did for Camp Sunshine. Oh, thank you. I, you know, that they, they sent us a thank you letter, uh, not too long ago and it was, it was, it was actually very personal. Uh, so I, I actually, I think I took a couple pictures of it and then blurred out most of the, like the personal stuff. I'm like, no, you guys don't need to know that. That was actually more important to me. Uh, so, uh, but no, that was, that was really cool. Um, yeah, our, our, our grand prize winner, um, uh, I, I, I got to know him and actually, you know, I mean, I had a couple of people that had private messaged, uh, the Twitter feed, uh, and even us on, on Facebook because they're like, oh, well, congratulations. You rigged it to one of your friends. Um, I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and go ahead and tell you that 90% uh, of the people that donated, I know. Like, I, I have had f actual conversation with them. Um, you included. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and and we've never met in person. No, we have not. I, I feel so, like that needs to be arranged, though. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, you know, whenever I get a chance to go out to conventions and whatnot, when I'm in different areas, I love to try to find out. I, I, I used to do it a lot more on the Twitter feed and see like, hey, we're in you know Los Angeles. Hey, we're in Chicago. Who's in the area? And then I realized that's kind of creepy. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little bit. Come hang out with a big Internet weirdo. It'll be fun. It said like every homicide victim ever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Craigslist killer. Um, oh, <laughs> no. But yeah, it's. um. It, you know, uh, Tom uh, actually uh, 
became a friend afterwards anyway. Uh, but he he ran. Um, he, he had won a spot to run up the Empire State Building. So he used um, crowdsourcing to raise money as like, you know, motivation for him to train, to do it and to see it through. So not only did he raise, I think he raised uh, over $3,000. Um, like he raised a substantial amount of money and then he ran the Empire State Building, which is awesome. Yeah, I can't say I could do that. Yeah, nobody likes an <laughs> overachiever, so... <laughs> Well, hey, I've been, I've been noticing, I've been noticing you've been doing some overachieving yourself. So you got yeah, a lot to be proud of. Yeah, you know that's that's actually that's been taking my my switch time away. Which actually maybe that was the intention of the switch was like, oh, go go run and play. I'm going to do that. I'm going to take my switch on my next run and see how that was works. It, wasn't that the purpose of uh, Wii Fit? Yeah, so I'm going to make sure the the switch does it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, take take my switch oh. while I'm going out for my my runs. Yeah, I, I um I. I I'm trying to train for another half marathon and it's actually been going a lot better this time. So keep it up, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So let's talk about the switch. You, uh, you're loving the switch. I mean, you know, this is like a a dream come true, right? You know, I got a handheld with the power of, you know, a million computers, you know, all in one, you know, it's, it's an absolute dream, um, for me. And I, I, uh, you know, I remember hearing rumors of the NX coming around and, um, you know, reading up on it, and this is the next biggest thing. And I'm like, you know, I, I hope it wasn't one of those cases where they were going to, you know, come in at the wrong time and, you know, somebody like a, a Microsoft or a Sony was going to come in with their, their next big, you know, PlayStation or, you know, Xbox console and, and just sweep the floor. But honestly, they they've brought new light to the you know switch by i i think really pouring time into the games themselves you know nintendo's never been about um the graphics right um but they are they are so much more than that it's if it's not from the gameplay you know just the general gameplay fields from the storytelling that's done it's from the music competitions and now with all these indie games that are out there and they're being nominated for gaming awards, you know, uh, that says a lot about, you know, everybody wanting to be on the Switch. Nintendo really did uh, did really good this time with the Switch release, and I think it's only going to go up from there. Yeah, I mean, I I, I feel like the, the gaming community as a whole, uh, I think they just love to hate on Nintendo. And I think that is like, they're afraid to admit like they cut their teeth on Nintendo. Like, I mean, there, there cannot be a game. I mean, in today's day and age, it's possible now to have grown up completely never playing Nintendo. I, I can understand that because the Xbox, uh, what did it just celebrate like 15 years? No, if it's gotta be, I think it's 15 years for Xbox 360 now. Um, so I mean, we're we're talking consoles that have been around for almost 20 years now. So yeah, there there are chances that they've never played a genuine 8-bit Super Nintendo or 8-bit uh, NES or Super Nintendo and really gotten that wonderful childhood experience like people like you or I have had. Now, the the other thing that I love about it is the way that they dog on it. It's like, "Oh, well, I mean, look what what the, they're getting. They're getting Skyrim. They're getting LA Noir. They're getting games that have been out before for like 10 years." <laughs> It's yep. like, yeah. you know, shut up about it, guys. I mean, they're at least catching up now. That that being said, I just read a review or a, a, it was more like a preview for L.A. Noir for the Switch. And there's a lot of praise and there's also a lot of not great things. And it's mostly because uh, the Switch can't, can't, you know, handle it as well as the Xbox One X or the PS4 Pro. 
it doesn't have those specs. It's not designed to do that. But as long as it's running it and running it smoothly, at least smooth enough, I'm good with that. Yeah, I believe it or not, too. You know, going back to the whole Skyrim conversation. Yeah, you oh, know, Skyrim. I, 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 I played Skyrim. You know, for for the longest time on on the PC, and I, I got my fill of it. You know, so maybe I'm kind of more leaning towards. You know, I'm not as interested. But there are people who've never. Uh, you know, even really heard of it up until now, or people that you know really didn't have a PC to play it. Mm-hmm. And here's your here's your opportunity. And heck, you know, we'll throw we'll throw in a a, a DLC right for uh, uh, for the Zelda garb, you know, the Link garb, right? So, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> get some, get some of these folks in who've never heard of Skyrim or never really thought to to play it, and and bring them in to something that that really is amazing once you play it through. So, yeah, I mean. I, I could see people dogging about it, but you know, in in the end, you're always going to have those people. You're always going to have those those you know haters. But you know, for someone like me, it really switches all that and more. Um, and I I'm only hoping that it you know it builds from from there. They're very good about um, Nintendo's very good about system updates and making sure everything's up to snuff. And with the the plethora of games that are out there, I mean, it's. It's it's unimaginable that anybody at any given time would be bored with this console, and and if you are, I want to know who you are. And we're gonna have a talk. <laughs> yeah, I you know I actually I just pre-ordered Skyrim for my Hamilton Beach toaster for uh, 2019. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have a Wi-Fi enabled toaster, and it will be able to play only Skyrim. Um, and my cooking skills will always go up so long as I don't burn the toast. So now I, I did hear that they were working on putting the Sims on that toaster as well. Um, I, I'm a little afraid of that because I always seem to either kill them, kill my Sims or uh, they, t- they take the toaster into the bathtub with themselves, which I don't want life to imitate art. So I need to be careful with that. <laughs> Yep, no. That's that's funny. I was uh, I, I I was big on Sims theme park, but um I I remember just playing the regular Sims and you know, I I would forget them like you would uh, a Tom, if you ever had a Tamagotchi as a kid. Oh yeah. I would I would forget completely about them and then by the time I look at the the Sims and look at the house, they've completely wrecked it. There's feces everywhere, trash everywhere, and I'm just like, you know, I could put in a cheat code to salivate this whole thing, but uh, at this point, I'd probably just be better give, you know, giving up. It sounds a lot like my college experience, really. <laughs> oh, yeah? You might have to enlighten me on that some There, there was time. no cheat mode. It was just the oh, house yeah. was covered with feces and people were passed out everywhere. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like the college experience. Yeah. yeah, except where I was like the mother and had to clean everything up. That was, that was oh. their cheat mode. Oh, oh, gosh. Ben's home. He'll take care of it. Uh, you're, so, you're you're too nice of a guy. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like Gaston. <laughs> so I have to t- I have to uh, so I have to ask. So how much time have you invested in uh, Odyssey? Because mm. um, I I I absolutely am in love with the game, and uh, I've not heard a single bad thing about it. Um, and I'm I'm already to the point. I I have beaten the game, and um, I'm up to. I think 650 power moons. So, you know, I still got a, a ways to go to a full completion, but mm-hmm. um, how, how are you liking it so far? I don't know how many hours I have synced into it, but um, I, I, I was actually just in Los Angeles uh, last weekend and I purposely took my Switch. I thought, well, you know, I'll just play this on the plane um, instead of, you know, sitting watching a movie and falling asleep. Uh, so I, I played it pretty much the entire four and a half hours there and back. 
uh, totally loving it. Think it's a wonderful game. I, I got my hands on it at E3, and I liked it there. Um, I, I was there was a little bit there where I felt like the game was still not complete, which Nintendo's only ever done that one other time that I've seen at E3, and that was with Star Fox Zero. What they ended, I mean, Super Mario Odyssey was you know it's definitely a flagship title. Star Fox Zero, yeah, it's a pretty big uh, IP for Nintendo, but they don't give it the TLC like they do for Zelda or Mario. Sure. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. It really is. Because the finished product for Star Fox Zero is still a joke, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, I haven't had my hands on that, so I, I really can't can't say much. But, uh, but yeah, for, yeah, for I... Odyssey, wonderful game. It, it is just... Um, it's, it's a Mario game that's not a Mario game. It, 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 it kind of has... The, the Switch version for this Mario system has done almost what the Switch, ver, Switch and Wii U version really has done for Zelda, is it's kind of reinvented itself a little bit, which is... It, it's beautiful because your games have to evolve. And Nintendo is good about evolution with most of their games. So uh, th- th- this is a welcomed addition. And I loved loved the... Uh, in like every world, there's like a couple different... Those murals where you go in and you're in 8-bit mode. And I think that's mm-hmm. awesome. Oh yeah, very very nostalgic um, in, in certain cases, and I mean, you know, you definitely have all your classic characters. Um, you have some super classic characters that you never would expect would make appearances, mm-hmm. but they do. Um, yeah, the overall feel um, definitely reminded me of uh, Super Mario sixty four in, in a lot of sense. Yes. Uh, but it's like that with, meets um, uh, Mario Sunshine. That that is like almost the hybrid of that game, really. Yes, it is. Yeah, which I also found to be a pretty fun game. I've always liked Sunshine as oh, well. Sunshine is but, a fun uh, game. Yeah, it was. It was definitely a good. It was definitely a good um, approach, I, I think. And um, the, there was not a single level that wasn't, uh, you know, not not interesting. But um, I, I think the only thing I could say that I, I didn't care for was the fact that it kept trying to give me action tips. You know, every time I'm trying to teleport from one area to the other, I yeah. didn't need to hear that all the time. Yeah, you know, I was, it got repetitive was on of, a couple of that stuff, yeah. I was kind of that guy that's like, I, I pretty much know by now everything that I need to do, you know, so can I bypass that? But and there not for a, nothing, there though. There a point where you can. Yeah, but but I, I will say, I'll argue this. For someone like me who, who you know, with the way I travel or, or the way that I, I, I'm spontaneous with when I play a game, if I take like two weeks off, and I go to pick up Mario Odyssey again. I'm like, oh man, how did I do that move? That's a nice refresher when I'm traveling between worlds because you know I don't have to sit there and look through the tutorials and different things like that. But from your your point of view, absolutely. If you've been playing it like you know for six days, you know nonstop, you're like, oh my gosh, stop! I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's that's me crushing my uh, Kickstarter energy drinks and just going to town. You know when the kids sleep. So. <laughs> nice, nice, very <laughs> yep, good. I hear you. Um. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I I, I know um, I definitely got my my time in on it and more, and you know continue to play with it. But yeah, if you haven't played it yet, you know out there, you know uh, for, for all the fans, please pick it up. I, it's it's worth your while. Yeah, it's um, it's easily game of the year material for Nintendo. Actually, I mean N- N- Nintendo right now with the Switch has about probably three game of the year titles, and uh, I'll say Odyssey is one of them. Zelda, obviously, the other. Um, I actually would say Mario and Rabbids, I feel, is a game of the year contender, which I know people are going to be like, oh, my God, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard anyone say. I'm like, well, <laughs> first of all, you've not heard me talk that often then if you think that's the stupidest thing I've ever said. But it's it's a surprisingly fun game. Yes, uh, it, it is. And, you, you know, it, it's so funny. So one of my uh, coworkers, who's also a really good friend of mine, uh, 
we we were talking about this game, and and you know I I heard it from conception. You know Mario with a crossover with rabbits, and I'm like, you know, I was never really big on the rabbits, you know themselves. <laughs> I, I like I like Rayman, but the rabbits were a little bit over the top. So I'm like, how you know how how can this work? You know how can this work in this game? So you know time went on, and I had just been hearing uh, little bits and pieces of it, and you know. The fact that it's, you know it's a strategy game and you get all these characters and the rabbits themselves are you know Mario characters and I'm thinking okay it's starting to get more intriguing. Then I actually see gameplay footage and I'm like must must have now and and he's like you went from like hating this thing to absolutely loving it and I'm like yeah that's just that's just how my brain works but yeah and, and undoubtedly um i would love to see it up for for game of the year um it it definitely had its challenging moments i would say there was nothing that was overly too challenging uh, i have beat it 100 percent, even with the new dlc that came out recently um but uh you know i will say there was a couple challenges that took you know you know at least five attempts before i i nailed it but uh Definitely, it, uh, you can't take the challenge just uh, lightly. And um, all the while, though, still enjoying the you know the Mario esqueness of the of the game with the crazy rabbits in the mix. You you, you can't beat it. Yeah, I uh, I think that actually Mario and Rabbids is part of the reason why Illumination, I think, is the studio that did uh, Despicable, Despicable Me and the Minions. So for yes. those of you who have not heard this, which we're going to cover uh, in in an upcoming episode. Uh, there is a big deal that I don't know if it's actually been confirmed yet or not, but we're talking that Super Mario Brothers is looking to become an animated film from Illumination. So that would be interesting. Now, it's not going to be about the rabbits. I, I mean, that's two different properties right there, but um, it'll be better than that one that came out in 1993 or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I, Get I, those I, fake, I fake remember that. Uh. <laughs> I vaguely remember how kind of just awful that was. No, I, I think I think we're in for a surprise. Um, you know, I, I love I love Despicable Me. I love the Minions. Uh, you know, so I I would expect nothing less from um, Illumination and um, you know working with Nintendo to to bring a quality product, uh, animated Mario movie. I mean, who who can go wrong here? I think. I hear rumors too about you know maybe uh, a Zelda movie you know that that might be likely in the mix too. <laughs> yeah, that's so, been in the mix for like thirty years. Yeah, you know, you know, here's to still believing, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's hope for that. But yeah, absolutely. Um, I I'm definitely hoping uh, it will be everything and more for that. But uh, yeah, hopefully, stay tuned and we'll find out more. But uh, yeah, for sure. I, I, I think there's going to be big things to come of that. And I think at this time they're only in talks. I don't think anything's been solidified. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll find out. Sure. But, but speaking of Zelda. Oh yeah. We, uh, we have a new segment here on ready gamer one. This is a brand new season two edition and it's called the list. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. yeah. We had the same idea. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's uh, you know what it is, is very simple. Before every episode that we record, we, uh, you know, whoever whoever I'm hosting with, I give them a topic and I say, I want the top five best or worst of whatever. But for Jeremy, what you and I discussed is I said, I want to discuss the top five absolute trashy worst dungeons throughout the entire Legend of Zelda franchise. Yeah, that, that uh, <laughs> I got quite the list for you. And... 
Uh, My number me... one is ZeldaDungeon.com. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, oh burn. Sit burn. <laughs> That's not even the site we worked for. Uh, no, uh, yeah. There, so uh, I don't really put them in like a, like one's not always the worst and five's not always, you know, it's not like that bad kind of a ranking. But for this one, five was kind of like the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> mm-hmm. So go ahead, hit me with your list. All right. Well, um, you know, I, I put some good thought into it, uh, you know, and I can tell you right now, I did not go back uh, as, uh, you know, to some of the, uh, like, dungeons from Zelda 2. Because there were some pretty bad ones, but I, I, I didn't want to go back that far. I didn't want to go back that far because I, I, I felt like, well, you know, it's it, it was, you know, on the NES, you know, I could... I can understand there's only so much and some limitations you could do. I know that uh, the final dungeon, I think, in Zelda 2 was a pain. But That's the I, same console that gave us Silver Surfer, just so you know, right? Oh, that's the most yeah, impossible game. So, I mean, yeah, no, that that's that's still within range for fodder. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, 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 tried, I tried to stay away from this, but uh, uh, from those. But um, I'll start with my number five. Um, so I actually put down uh, City in the Sky. Uh, from Twilight Princess. Um, so um, if you know that one pretty well, um, Link saving uh, those uh, bird bird looking guys, the Oka from uh, yeah. Zant's minions. Yep. And I think the objective was to get a, a shattered piece of the mirror Twilight, which restored the the portal to the Twilight Round, where I think Zant eventually gets bested. Um, to to me, that dungeon was just long and drawn out. So you got double claw shots, and that's mm-hmm. cool. And the the boss fight at the end with the the dragon, I think, is Agarok, um, was pretty cool. But by the time you actually got to fight him, I was just ready to move on and get the heck out of Dodge, you yeah. know. Um, and, and part of the other problem I had was with it being long and drawn out was, you know, you had these hook shots, and you often had a hook to like a spinning windmill, or um, I think there are these enemies called P hats. Yep essentially navigate around so you're literally sometimes just danging from your hook shot and waiting for you to get carried from one end to the other so no wonder it was long and drawn out so <laughs> eventually i got burnt out i'm like you know just get me out of here and i'm like oh the, the dragon fight's awesome but you know at that point i was like you know I- i'm done you know please move on to something else so i put that at, at my number five my number four is going to be the uh, the dastardly, probably one of the most revered, hated, uh, worst dungeons, the Water Temple from Ocarina of Time. You guys um, are so weak. That dungeon's so easy. Everybody hates it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys, it doesn't. It's not that hard. Just pay attention. Well, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't that. It, it wasn't overly challenging as far as a puzzle goes. But I didn't like the repetitive water level changing to navigate the dungeon um, because yeah. I, I'm. You might notice a theme in this, uh, minus number five, but I didn't really care for waters, levels, and, and hook shots. <laughs> Did you put the <laughs> one from will. A Link Between Worlds in there? Because that actually, that's an honorable uh, mention for me. Oh, really? No, I actually did not. I actually did not. Yeah, um, that water but, temple was a pain. The, the, the water temple from Ocarina of Time, though, uh, you know, it, it was like hook shot hell there. You know, <laughs> if, if the door's locked, if you weren't quick <laughs> enough. But, you know, I, I felt like I had to use it all the time. And then... I wasn't a big fan of equipping the metal boots. Well, I need to go into water, but I need to get down to the bottom level. So let me put on these boots. And then, oh, I got to unequip them so that I can float to a certain level and, and get to there. Oh, I missed. Let me re-equip these again. Oh, 
<laughs> okay, at this point, I'm I'm done. Please, you know, please move on. Um, it just seemed like the the pace was set to be really slow for the level. Although I didn't I didn't find it very challenging. Overall, I'm just saying this level is drowning me out. Haha. Yeah, no, but... <laughs> it's uh, you know that one actually. The only thing I will say bad about that temple is that, and this is the truth, and, you, and people have turned this into a meme. The hardest part of that temple is actually trying to get up to the boss room <laughs> because it's such a I, steep incline, and they've got those uh, the, the the razors going across the floor. It's like, yes, it's like that's like the absolute last slap in the face in that dungeon. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, yeah, I actually I actually forgot about that. But that's a that's a really good point. <laughs> I remember that being a, uh, quite a pain, but I don't know if it's as much of a pain as those. Uh, Constantly equipping and unequipping of those metal boots, but that does get very, very annoying. And the same with the you know Twilight Princess uh, Water Temple too. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I'll go on. Um, my number three was inside Jabu Jabu's belly mm. in Ocarina Time. Mm-hmm. I I actually so to me first of all I'm I'm thinking why the heck is there a dungeon inside a water deity right? You know this this big deity of the Zoras right? <laughs> you, you get a full picture of this thing. And I'm thinking to myself, how do you, how do you get any sort of dungeon out of it? And and obviously this isn't the first time that you know you had a dungeon inside Jabu Jabu's belly, and which it comes to my number two, which I'll get to here in a bit. <laughs> but you know my thing is, Link should have been able to just, and I hate to say, it, they should have just been able to flay the monster, save Princess Rudo, get the spiritual stone of water, and get out of dodge. You know, and From as a child, and there, there you go. I know everybody would be praised, you know, with uh, sushi, you know. Yeah. But I was kind of I was kind of weirded out, you know, as a child playing ocarina, you know. I I thought it was a really awkward kind of grotesque level, you know. It was it was kind of cool, but kind of not, you know. Like this isn't your average dungeon. Awkward I played arena on the f- of time. <laughs> yep, and then <laughs> awkward arena of time, exactly. Yes. And you know, and when I played it on a 3DS, I just thought to myself, you know, like what the hell with this level, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. And, I think one of the worst things, though, about it was escorting Ruto because yes. Ru- Princess Ruto was just an annoying character, uh, period. That is uh, your you know, wife, but- right? You guys are going to get married in that game, so be careful. And I'm thinking, like, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, like, nope, no, no, this ain't happening. But heaven forbid that she walk on her own. You have to, you have to lift her up and carry her over your shoulder. <laughs> and what's worse? What's worse is when you toss her. If if you you toss her into the water, she drowns. She's a Zora. <laughs> yep. I'm like, come on, did, did you know nobody think that through? Well, I no, guess it's if acid. that was the it's case, stomach acid inside. <laughs> Jabu Jabu, oh. she's dying. Uh, yeah, Jabu Jabu I, has I acid know. reflux, so you know that's kind of like throwing a tums into there. <laughs> I guess I, I guess I can see where you're coming from there. I I just remember. Being able to just carry her around and, and toss her everywhere, and I'm just like, you know, I, I'm i over it. I know that the, the dungeon wasn't overall that huge, but I'm still thinking to myself, how can you fit a dungeon inside Jabba Jabba's belly? <laughs> and, uh, you know, but otherwise, the ch- the dungeon itself wasn't all that appealing to me, so I kind of put that as, you know, number three. <laughs> but to go on to that... I would complain and, and argue that Jabba Jabba's belly from Oracle of Ages was actually worse. <laughs> Yes. Again, I go back to the same thing. Why the heck is there a big dungeon inside this deity? And at least this time you can't gauge the size of the beast, you know, because all you get's the the face as you enter. Um so you know, I 
I can maybe argue there's a dungeon in there because at first, um, when you meet the the deity, when you meet Jabu Jabu, um, he's rather small, uh, and then he becomes large as the, as the game progresses. Um, you know, I'm glad in this case I didn't have to escort Ruto, and I'm glad that you know um, the the puzzle, the dungeon itself, actually looks like a dungeon. But to me, it was a water level. It was very complicated. I, I thought I thought the puzzle was a little bit over the top, uh, and if you didn't know where you were going and switching switching between panels and using your hook shot wisely, uh, you could kind of get lost through it. Um, it was it was almost a little bit too mesmerizing. I think all the water kind of got to my head, but mm-hmm. I found this to be really crazy. And, and of course, I don't like having to turn on and off water switches to clear levels and floors. I'm just not a fan of it myself. So I. I actually thought because this one was a little more complicated of a uh, of a challenge at the time I played it, um, and uh, I don't like water levels. Maybe this is more of a biased, worst dungeon um, out of all of the ones I had. I kind of put this as number two. Um, so, but I will say by far um, one game, and I hate to say this to all you Zelda fans, one game I have yet to beat because of of Temple. Or dungeon, if you will, is is Temple of the Ocean King for Phantom Hourglass, and I I I think you know by far this is probably one of the most revered, hated dungeons. Um, yeah. it really is the reason why I I didn't beat Phantom Hourglass. Um, I I wouldn't say it's the you know not necessarily the only reason. You know, I I had other priorities to games, but. Imagine if I had time, you know, spare time, stop devoting it to Breath of the Wild and Odyssey, then I'd likely try to pick it up and beat it again. But man, that timer is awful. Oh, very, absolutely. It was very unorthodox, right? I, I think of 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 the franchise to to put it in, put it into a game because you felt very rushed, and you know this wasn't something you know like a dungeon you had to rush you know rush through. Really, you you kind of had to be very stealthy because there was phantoms at every corner. If you got struck by one, Link dies, and I'm pretty sure when he dies, you get sent back to the entrance of that floor that you're on, which means you have to redo that over and over again. Yep. And there was other enemies that took time off the clock. In addition to the Phantoms, they took 30 seconds off the clock. I think there's some that took 15. And there was eyes, I think, that were in there that uh, alerted the Phantoms of your position. So it required a lot of you sneaking around, which meant taking your time to take cover into those safe zones, which looked like lowy pieces of, of land, if you will. Um, I just wasn't a fan of, you know, I, I'm kind of the guy that likes to get the objectives kind of quickly, but I am a completionist, and I felt like this is one of those cases where I couldn't get that um, there, Yeah. because I felt like I had to sneak around, I had to pull like a Metal Gear Solid or something, <laughs> you know. Um, and plus, you know, the one thing out of everything else is, right, this, is, this isn't a one-time visit. You had to pay multiple visits to this dungeon to complete the game because you yep. had to get those sea charts so that you could get transported everywhere else. Um, that way, you know, you know, you're trying to build up uh, time in the Phantom Hourglass to complete it. You know, and you had to replay the dungeon from the start. You know, there were shortcuts I think you got because I, I think you you know you get items along the way that helped you navigate the uh, the Temple of the Ocean King a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. But you're still governed by the rules of the dungeon, which again I just find to be an absolute pain. Uh, and you know, go through some of the same bits and pieces all over again. So there you have it, Temple of the Ocean King, worst dungeon. It stinks. 
Yeah. Uh, it, it just it, it's bad. <laughs> well, the the repetitive comes into mind on 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 one of mine. Um, that's an honorable mention. Um, I also am one of those people that actually don't consider Phantom Hourglass or Spirit Tracks as like Zelda canon because it's just the weird Zelda games. <laughs> I, I I I could see that. That's but fair. I will say Spirits. I thought Spirit Tracks actually had an amazing soundtrack, so I I, I credit it for that. <laughs> Okay, so here's my top five. So we, we, we share one. Not in the same place, though. Uh, I put Inside Jabu Jabu Belly because, uh, from, from Ocarina of Time because of two things. Uh, I remember the first couple times I played through the game when I was younger, it was very confusing because the, uh, the, the floor pattern moved all the time. So it got very confusing on my eyes. Um, and Princess Rudo, that's why. <laughs> Everything I'm glad we else, have a common ground there. Yeah, no, everything else, you know, that that's a fine. Uh, everything else about it was okay, but those two things make that a terrible dungeon in my eyes. Um, where where it got repetitive, and a dungeon I absolutely think was so stupid because you had to go back and forth, and the only reason, so so Skyward Sword is not on my list because I would list every single time you had to go and fight demise. I thought that was so stupid and repetitive, but. Oh man, I, I I wanted to put that in, but I didn't really consider that a dungeon. Yeah, that's so. more of a boss fight. So that's that's why. It, yep. Yeah. So it's like it's a golden honorable mention between the two of us. Um, Forsaken Fortress in the Wind Waker. Waker. Yep. You had to go to that thing a few times, and it's like really. <laughs> so it got very very annoying because it was so repetitive. Um, I kind of felt that that was cheap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with it. And didn't you? Have, weren't some sneaky tactics you had to do there as well? Yeah, you had to get thought, in uh, barrels. Come on, I'm I'm Link. I destroy everything. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> there yeah. should be no reason for that. I mean, that but. that being said, I, I, I'm one of the few people that absolutely loved the Wind Waker. I thought the direction, the art style, everything about it was perfect. Um, I know that that's a very unpopular opinion. Uh, I, I feel like the Wind Waker has aged better, um, but I'm also in the the minority that doesn't really like Majora's Mask. So, and, and, and right now we just lost like every single Facebook follow right with that. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm done. Peace out guys. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> no, that's okay. Uh, um, my, uh, my number three is the dark palace from a link between worlds. And the reason I did not like it in a link between worlds is because the navigation, uh, I, they, they did a really good job, uh, making it harder <laughs> and, um, it, for me, when I was playing the game a lot, I was traveling a lot, so I always had my screen dimmer anyway. So it was just a real pain. <laughs> you had an extra challenge to face. Yeah, right. Yeah. It was it was real world lighting versus you know in game lighting. <laughs> uh, my <laughs> number two is, and I had a toss up between which game I was going to credit the Ice Palace being from if it was going to be from A Link Between Worlds or A Link to the Past, and I actually find that A Link to the Past. Um, it was a harder dungeon and there was just so much extra going on. And, and I feel like the friction control on the floor in a link to the past was, uh, way, way more loose than uh, what was done in a link between worlds. Um, I feel like you slid a little bit in a link between worlds, but not nearly as much as you did, uh, in the super Nintendo, uh, link, uh, link to the past. So that is my number two is the ice palace. My number one actually is from Zelda 2, Electric Boogaloo, um, and it is the Great Palace from uh, Zelda 2. And the reason that is listed is because that dungeon 
is a hot mess. Uh, <laughs> it absolutely is. There's so much going on. There are secret paths in that game that you don't even know you're supposed to take unless you like clipped it off the back of the Nintendo cereal box or called the tip line. Um, so yeah, and I remember that game as a child and we, we hated that dungeon, uh, between my brothers and I, we, we just, it was, it was so frustrating. Like Zelda two seriously in our house was like the redheaded stepchild of our Nintendo. Like it was like, Oh, it looks really cool, but no, we're not playing it. So, Oh, that's hilarious. It, yeah, it's like I, that I, time in, in, in Simon's quest in Castlevania two. It's like you, you have to go to the far edge of one screen, bow down for like five minutes, like in prayer. And then a tornado comes and picks you up. Like, <laughs> how did you know to think, do that? Like who thinks of that stuff? Exactly. Yeah, come on. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree more with that one too. Uh, I, I, again, I kind of alluded to the fact that I avoided it cause I wanted to give it the grace of it being an NES, you know, yeah. uh, link it, you know, Zelda game. So, uh, but I'm with you. There was like a ton of invisible walls. And if you didn't know any better, you know, if, especially with, with gamers like, like, uh, you know, us, you know, at the time, you know, we thought that was definitely a barrier or something you couldn't go through. Um, you know, why would we ever check there? Uh, Oh, sure enough. I needed to, but you know, I probably spent, you know, a good hour wasting my time trying to find this invisible wall. Oh, only to be bombarded by a, a bunch of everything shooting my way. And, there's nothing I could do about it. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think actually my oldest brother, I think he just found um, some of the old maps that we drew playing uh, the original Legend of Zelda, Zelda 2, Metroid. Uh, you know, because strategy guides didn't really exist back then. <laughs> no. No, it's, it, was, it was trial by error, right? Yeah. Yep, especially oh, with man. Metroid. Yep. You'll have, to, you'll have to share those sometime. I'd be interested yeah, to see those drawings. I, I'm hoping that that was – so he said he found a box, and he said he's pretty sure that it's all of our old Nintendo stuff, which I have – like there's like a Triforce of our own belongings. Like I have part of my old Nintendo stuff, and then my older brother gave me his box, which was basically a bunch, bunch of old empty boxes. There's nothing in them. And then uh, – so my oldest brother I think has basically like the meat and potatoes that I'm looking for. <laughs> So once I have them, I will complete my Triforce and be living back in the 80s. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Ready Gamer 1. Thanks for joining us this week. We're glad to be back. Please leave us some love and some likes and comments there. I mean, uh, if you're liking what we're doing, let us know. If you don't like what we're doing, we need to know. How do we fix it? Uh, maybe it's get rid of Ben. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Um, let's not do that. Be sure to come back next time as we're going to have a review of Cuphead for the Microsoft Xbox and we're going to be talking to a new co-host. Be sure to check out our source for video game news from our friend Rob at GameLust, www.gamelust.com. Keep up with all the fun Nintendo memes on the Hyrule Herald social media and in Nintendoholics. Until next time, I'm Ben Cornett along with Jeremy Coco. Thanks for joining me, Jeremy. Thank you. Uh, absolute pleasure. Take care of each other out there, guys. Take care, everybody.
Pimp, 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 pimp